Good morning. Um, today is Sunday, July 10th. And what's really funny is on my advertisement, I totally said July, June. I just said July. Oh, if I could just get myself together. Okay, let's start it all over. Good morning. <laughs> this is Aisha, black girl from Eugene. Um, on my advert, I said January 9th. It's actually January 10th. So, um, yeah, I don't think that's surprising considering how this year has gotten off. Um, we're just gonna be out here doing what we can do. All right, so before we get started, I have um, a good morning, everyone, and I have a show that's just me, but obviously we're gonna be talking about what, uh, what the insurrection, and I'm going to, uh, to give my uh, perspective on that. And as on time, my train goes by, you guys always hear it, but I brought something for you all to see. Okay, so. I had hoodies before on my uh, to, on my website, blackgirlfromeugene.org, and you could buy hoodies, and they were zip-up hoodies, and they were super plush and really cushy, and that was like at the beginning of uh, August or mid-August, and so now I reordered some hoodies for you guys, and um, to be honest, they're not as plush. They're for some reason they switched um, the the hoodie style, and so this is a pullover hoodie but it's not like the zip up one and it really is not as plush. So um, right now on my website, it's $45, but I think I'm gonna take it down to 35 to be honest, um, just because it's more of a shirt. I don't know, it's thicker than a shirt. It's thicker than a shirt, but it is uh, not the plush hoodie that we had before. So I'm feeling a way about it. So anyway, I wanted to show you guys. Okay, so see, black girl from Eugene. And I'm sorry for everyone on the podcast, you can't see it, but go to my website and you'll be able to look at it. And then the back part where the logo is, is super bomb. And this is the back. So if you guys are really, really interested in having one, um, you know, they're not, they're not thin like a shirt, but they're just not as thick um, that I would have liked them. And, uh, but I think they're awesome. I have one obviously, and they're all in black this time. So uh, I would love to encourage you guys to head it to the website and hook yourself up. All right, so let's get to it. Um, I am doing this on my computer so that I can use my phone because I, I screenshotted some articles about the insurrection that I wanted to jump into directly because I the, what my issue is with this bullshit is that um, is the narrative going on around it. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I've always said, and I think I've said it to so many people, when we're talking about the things that go on in this country, what we're really, really good at is naming everyone else but white folks. Like if it's not white folks, it's like, oh, the black dude did this. Oh, the Indian woman did this. Oh, the indigenous person did that. It's like, but we never say the white dude is doing that. And we all know it's because the bottom line of this conversation is or of this of this whole society is that whiteness is what is normal. Right? Like we don't have to say the white guy did it because if we don't say a color, we know it was the white guy, right? We know it was the white person. And I think at this point, we absolutely have to stop and name what it actually is. When we talk about gun control and we talk about the NRA and we talk about um, the, the mass shootings, we don't ever talk about it in terms of the shooter. And we know the shooters of these mass, these mass, uh, um, uh, mass killings have been white men, right? We know this. Bombers, uh, before all of this was super, super uh, mainstream, meaning that we saw it every single day, uh, bombing in Oklahoma, it was a white dude. I mean, come on. 
we got to start saying what it was because it's really important that we get a graphic on who this is. We get a, we get a, a perspective on what we're dealing with. And so if we don't start naming white privilege as a problem that leans, that leans to, their, to their hatred, leans to their, uh, their demanding of a, um, of a type of, of treatment that is above all others, I mean, it's clear, right? I mean, they're not asking for anything that they haven't already gotten. That's the whole part that I that I am irritated with when I'm hearing Ivy Pie. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised. What well, what what do you mean by that? Like because you're not you're shocked. You're not surprised. You're not surprised because of what? You're not surprised because you understand how white supremacy works. And if they were actually getting what they really wanted, this is what it looks like, and this is kind of how it goes, and that's just what it is. I mean, that might be what you're saying, and I, okay, but to me, I feel like that is what we have to understand. The reason why for years and years and years and years, and I'm saying decades, of black people, people of color, telling you, telling you, screaming that there's something wrong with this country's ideals when it comes to anyone else of color, and all of the white folks who are responsible for the ignoring, the responsible for taking the textbooks and reading them as they are, responsible for maintaining the questioning of any black person who has been shot, killed, asking what did they do, what, 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 was, their, what was the criminality of that person. You are responsible for this. And the reason why I'm saying you're responsible for this is because white privilege allowed those assholes to walk right up into the Capitol and do what they did. And not only did they do what they did, because everyone has a right to be pissed, but the problem is, is that we are not looking at the criminality of the entire system that allowed, that walked up and moved the gates aside and let them go in, right? We're not, I don't hear it, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't hear the, the, the talk of, of the arrests of the people in charge. Like, yeah, he resigned. Who the F cares if he resigned? Is he under arrest? Do you understand what he did? He aided and abetted a, a freaking coup. If this was a different country, this would be, we, the United States would be all over there tearing it up, right? So the reason why I'm saying that I am disgusted with this is because nobody can say white terrorism led, what I really want to hear is homegrown white terrorists. I want to hear it like that. <laughs> uh, in an insurrection led by their leader. <laughs> you know, I, I, want, I want to hear, I want to hear white supremacists. I want to hear homegrown terrorists. I want to hear white. I want to hear white. And the reason why I want to hear white is because if we don't hear white, what we won't be hearing is, is the truth behind, the history will be, will be washed away in its real reality. The, the way that this whole boiling has happened over the last four or five years, um, it, and I say four or five years, because this, this was boiling in Obama's administration, um, the boiling of all of this was the, the whiteness in this country coming to its head and us acting like it's just a bunch of guys who are a little bit upset. And now, if those five people who were killed during the Capitol, 
uh, insurrection, we're acting like it's just, oh yeah, well, okay, the five people were killed, but we're not gonna really talk about the five people who were killed by these white terrorists or in our country. So this is the problem because as soon as we don't name it, it's going to be pushed into this to this idea that there was not a mental health issue, that there was not an actual constitution crisis, there was not um, that that it was led by this particular faction of the of the United States that caused the issue, that maintained the issue, and breached the issue, and continues to be ignored by the the by the founding father by the by the institution. So this is the problem that I have because if we don't understand that the institution is what we just saw, we just saw the institution work. <laughs> and then it fell apart because it was like, okay, look, we're okay with the fact that you want to F with the brown people, all right? We don't want to talk about it, you guys. Don't be too bad about it. Like, you know, I mean, rough them up. We heard this from Trump, rough them up, right? He was talking about me. He was talking about all the brown people that you know when he said rough them up, right? That's who he was talking about. And then when these people who are white and privileged felt slighted by the results that they believe that they were in charge of, they could say, I want it like this, so I'm gonna get it like this, right? They didn't get their way. So then they go to the Capitol, right? And they say, you gonna give us our way. And guess what they did, y'all? Guess what they did? They got their damn way. They got all the way into Pelosi's freaking office. Are you kidding me? Nobody was shot dead. Not a sniper on, not a sniper on the roof, right? Nobody was, and I said one person was shot dead when they got to do that. I understand that, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the mass people who are running up in there. Nobody, they had little fences, you know, the little fences that you have at the concert. They're like, oh, those are the barcades and we're going, that's going to stop them. Nobody was in riot gear. Nobody. You guys got to understand that this was planned. I'm, and I bring up my phone because this was planned in such a way that they had dedicated websites to this ish dedicated websites to how they were going to get down and get through. They had dedicated websites and plans with organ, organized leaders, plans on how they were going to kill Congress people. They ha it's in writing. It's on the net, now taken down. There's plenty of websites here that say, that show what they were doing, planned way before January 6th. So what does that mean when it's premeditated, right? I mean, I don't even want to talk about the idea, oh, if it was black people, they wouldn't be doing that. Obviously, obviously, the damn institution, the United States of America is what we saw. And what happened is they got pissed because they actually bit the hand that fed them. They're like, we have been, we have been supporting you. We have been supporting your, your, your ideals. We, we supported Trump and you had the audacity to come into the house and, and shit in our toilet. You had the audacity to come in here and, and, and threaten us, threaten other white people of power. You thought you could tell other white people of power what to do? How dare you? You may not do that, right? White people can't tell other white people. They, these are the, this is a white person. They fighting over power. They fighting over recognition. And they and those white folks went one step too far, and it actually went into the to the Capitol and embarrassed them other white folks. 
you see what I'm saying? And now we got a problem. Black women, black people have been talking about we have a problem with Trump ever since. Yes, of course, we have said and we have we have demonstrated and we have factual evidence that this man was was a problem. And we are saying when you put a man who's a narcissist in charge, a psychopathic narcissist, a sociopathic, I'm sorry, not psychopath, sociopathic narcissist in charge. We've been saying this. We've been saying it. It's going to be a problem at the end. It's going to be a problem when you try to remove him. It's going to be a problem when you give him any type of, of, of protection around his power, around his flexing on anyone of color. Look, black and brown people have been, have been protecting this country when this country does not protect us since the freaking moment if our humanity was ever tested, even when it didn't benefit us. Ever to every single time it never benefits us. Yet the, the humanity of our souls, the humanity of our consciousness has kept this country together, even though this country would do anything to keep us out of power, to keep us out of charge of leadership. We're given leadership roles with no power behind them. This is look. All I'm saying is that whatever Trump did, yeah, it's not surprising and it's not shocking and it's not any of those things. It's exactly what has been said and told to everyone in this country by people of color since day freaking one. And what I'm trying to say and what I'm irritated about is that everyone's looking like at us, black people and brown people like, oh my God, if that was you, they would have killed you. Yeah. And, and can I just bring up the fact that this, that this situation had nothing to do with a factual, evidential issue society was worried and, and, and clamoring about. Nothing. Nothing at all. We're talking about an election. <laughs> We're talking about white supremacy being challenged. That's what that was about. That has nothing to do with us. That's your guys' problem. This is a white person's problem. If you guys are still not wanting to say white people are, are shooting up the schools, white idea, ideology, white supremacy ideology is the issue. If you can't say that out loud to your other white friends because you think they're going to do some sort of insurrection with some guns, you understand that that community has an issue. They got to work amongst themselves. Black communities and brown communities are asking white communities to stop effing with us. So that we can live our lives. You guys can F with each other. Y'all got something to talk about over there. There is a brewing mental issue happening when white supremacy is being challenged. And because brown people are learning how to stop asking for permission and showing up as authentically as we can, this white faction over here is worried. Talk to your homies, okay? I'm not, I don't, I actually, I'm actually looking at that insurrection being like, look, if there was a real reason to do it, you know, if it was about something that was actually, actually going to hurt the, the, the United States of America as a whole, as meaning like everyone involved, all right, all right, but that is not true. That's not what we saw. That's not what's going on. That's not what's happening. And if we don't start talking about white folks doing what they do, 
and naming the the fault the, the the issues that this community has the, and I say community this society in the United States has grappled with and it being at the hands of colonialism at the hands of white supremacy and at the hands of this delusion of control we are never going to get better that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying I'm trying to see all of this and I and I you know y'all I'm, I'm over here a little irritated just because just because I, I'm listening to brown and black folks still talking about this situation as if, as if they can't name it either. Like we, when I say white people, I'm talking about like when I say, you know, the white terrorist, blah, 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 and they go, why do you say white? Why do you say black? I, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to be accurate. Okay. I'm trying to name what it is. I'm trying to name it because when you can't name it, you can't fix it. You can't heal it if you can't name it. These are, these were white folks. They have a problem, y'all. They have a problem. Why aren't other white people talking to their white people? Why, why aren't y'all concerned? You can't act like you're not them. Just like you put black folks together and act like all the criminality that black people have to deal with have to do with the people who are scholarly. The people who are, all the stuff that's happening under the oppression, under the, the, the heat of oppression has to do with the people who are educated. All of us are responsible for each other's actions, right? If black is black in this damn country, no matter what you're doing. I'm trying to say, why don't we just do the same thing for white folks so that we can name the issue? Problem is, is white folks don't want to say what, white folks can't tell what the issue is. You know why? Because privilege works like that. Privilege is hard to name when you get it. And when you really want to talk about taking it away, or there's nothing to take away. Really, it's a position in this, in this society and how we built it and how they built it is because the institution serves you. And what's happening is, is that the institution is falling apart because more people are naming it for what it is. More people of color are, are authentically not going to apologize for standing their ground and being who they are. And when white folks who want and see and learn go, wait a minute, black folks got something to say, why don't we listen to them? Oh no, oh no, white folks. It's not like having the, the it's not like having, um, you know, people help and, 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 and create. We've always had white folks helping and creating ways for black folks to get through, right? But they didn't create it, I'm sorry, they, they helped. It was a black woman's, a black man's plan. And they said, we're here. We're gonna put the light in the window. You're gonna be able to get through here. We got people doing the same thing now. We got people actually waking up, but you gotta understand the numbers of this country, y'all. When Black Lives Matter march, and I hate, to, I, I, when I'm listening to all the commentators and I'm listening to everybody talk about when, and I'm like, stop comparing Black Lives Matter to this bullshit that we watched on, uh, on the 6th. You know why? Because Black Lives Matter have an issue. Their issue is legit. It's factual. More black people talk about this. 13% of this country is black. And what is the percentage of people who are killed by police officers that are black? What are the people who are disappearing? Okay, so this is the thing. It's disproportionate. Right? We actually have an issue with, black, with police brutality. Police officers have told you 
We've got issues with police officers being a part of Donald Trump's party. We know that Donald Trump's party is racist. They're not hiding it, y'all. It's not up for debate. It is exactly what it is. So if you're still confused about what we mean by the institution, this is what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I cannot make it more clear. I don't think anyone can make it more clear. What's not clear is your delusion that there's something that's happening around you that you just don't know what it is. That's white privilege and that's white, uh, that's, that's some, some, that's white supremacy. And I just got it. I just, I just am tired. As soon as I heard it, as soon as I heard it on the on the on Instagram and on, and I said, "Oh my God!" If they keep not naming this as white terrorism to their citizens, to their own country, to their constitution, this white faction. Oh oh, and another thing. Oh my God! On another and another thing. Look. I was watching the coverage and they want to pull, they want to put the camera on to this black kid, mixed black. I don't know what, I don't really know what he looked like, but I know he had nap, like really tight, tight, nappy, like good, just thick hair, right? And I was like, why, why are we on this man for like seven, eight, nine, ten seconds as they are scrolling through the rest of the mob? But boom, they found a black person. Boom, we go wait, ten seconds to see that it wasn't just white people there. Just so you know, there was a sprinkle of us throughout the group. Y'all, we have got to stop it with the okie doke. Stop it! Oh my God. We can't continue to allow this kind of ish. We can't allow it because that one black person who was in the crowd or those, you know, thousand people that were in the crowd that may not have been white, do not excuse white supremacy because I've told you once and I've told you twice, black folks, Indian folks, indigenous folks can be white supremacists too. If that's confusing for you, hit me up on my website. I got sessions. I got sessions. I can talk you through it. I can train you through it. I can work out this educated piece for you. But right now, as we look and we see and the narrative is not clear, and I say the narrative is not clear because I don't hear white. This country is colored. We color it. By sanctions, we color it. We have a we have a, a, a diagram of who me, what means what depending on the color. Y'all can act like we don't all you want. You are in delusion as well. I as soon I want people to stop as soon as people start saying something. I want to be like, okay, can we stop and critically think this through? And they're gonna be like, what what are you doing? I need to critically think this through because everyone and all these people are saying these particular things, but I need to see what it actually is. Because what I do know about this country is that what they are going to do is try to take it off of the white responsibility and put it on to anything else. This is a responsibility of this, of this blinding, of this kind of like, you know, blinders on, blinders off. I mean, honestly, I thought Sandy Hook with kids being children, white children being murdered was enough that white people would look at themselves and go, we got a problem. Wasn't enough, y'all. Wasn't enough. I couldn't even believe it. Children, babies, babies. Could you imagine babies of their own? Those were white kids they killed. That wasn't enough. But getting into the capital, 
after they allowed this racist to be in charge for four years and incite his other delusional uh, groupies, once they hit it to the Capitol, now we got a problem? Look, I tackle with the idea of why I stay. People always want to throw that out there. Oh, just why do you stay here then? Why do you stay here then? Look, my family, I have several, we have military in our family going all the way back, okay? Both my parents, most of my brothers, like military family, like we've had this piece in our family. I've also had in my family a very distinct relationship with Afrocentrism, right? A very distinct relationship with critical thinking. A very distinct relationship with the idea that we belong yet, yet, <laughs> in a system that does not include us. How does that work? Ask any black person ever, and we'll tell you how to get through it. The truth of it is, is that if this country does not allow black and brown people to, to lead it into the future, this country is going to crumble in, in, in the ideals in which it was built, in the ideals. Now, the ideals in which it was built is kind of like Christianity. It looks really good if you practice it just the way it's supposed to be done, right? The issues with the country that we built is that just the way it was built means black and brown people are not included. <laughs> Still on the books, y'all. Still on the books, okay? So all I'm saying is that we got to rethink how we're moving forward. We got to rethink how we're, how we're going to push out the ideals. We're going to have to rethink who gets to write the next policies. We got to rethink our policies. Little companies, nonprofits, all these little factions and all these people who are raising up because the government won't, so we are going to. All of those things that you're trying to do, that's excellent. Black, brown, and, and, and white. But the truth of it is, is if it's based on anything that you used to do, it's racist, all right? So you're gonna have to have some people of color, people in the queer community, people in the trans community, people together to say, what does it look like now? Because now is different than yesterday. And we cannot continue the same, we cannot continue the same thought process. It's over. And matter of fact, if we look at the white folks losing their shit for the last six years, we can see that it's white supremacy is, is cracking as well. And we better, we better stomp it out. <laughs> stomp it. Stomp it out. It's time to attack it head on. It's time to show how it doesn't work. It's time. In no unequivocal manner. Or unequivocal. This is the time. So anyway, y'all, I know I, I usually can talk for hours and hours and hours, but, and I was going to read, and I think I might read. Um, I don't like to read out loud. I know, it's so fourth grade of me, but it's true. Um, and I have a lot of comments that I love, and I love all my folks who'd be jumping on with me. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I want to say that, um, you, you know, to be honest, when I saw the, the insurrection uh, at first, I was like, oh, damn, they did that. They actually went in there. And then I thought to myself, why did we think it would be more, why, would, why did we think it would be more protected? Oh, because when black people go up in there, it is more protected. But then when white people are going up in there, they don't even have, they don't even have like, you know, their batons out and shit. They don't have it. So I'm thinking the reality of it is, is that it's not really protected. It's only protected when black folks are around. The truth of it is, as long as we put the white person out there, they might get in. 
That means in the reality of the situation is that the capital is not protected unless you are not white. It's not just now, it's always. I always in my thought, in my mind thought, you can't get, you, there ain't no way you can walk, just walk up in to the Congress floor. If you are me, you can't. <laughs> if you are brown, you can't. If you are, you know, Asian, you, eh, you can't, right? Look, look, if you white, they ask you, oh, you here to see your auntie? Go ahead up there, go ahead up. You here to see your, 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 your daddy? Go ahead up there. I didn't know, I didn't know Joe Biden had a son like that. I thought he died, what? You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody talking, ain't nobody calling the, calling their, I need, I need to understand, who is this person? I need to see your ID, I need to see your birth certificate, I need to see your passport, and I need to see all your first children, and I'm gonna have to, what? What happened? I, I'm starting to believe that like, I believe that this country has all these security places and put, put me in place. Oh wait, oh, we all knew that, right? But that means it ain't that secure in the first place. They, they were never thinking that white people would turn against themselves. Hmm. So I and the rest of black society, brown, indigenous, we had either this consciousness to have respect for the entity involved, to not challenge it in the manner in which they challenged it or because we have a real true understanding of the death and mayhem that would have caused our black and brown bodies, we have decided it is not worth that in those numbers. Or the conversation within the black and brown communities after the, the bombing of our, our leadership in the 60s and 70s, just pure citizens, creating their own insurrection, creating their own ideas of, of what, how the black community can, can rise above oppression were bombed by the government. Bombed. In planning, right? Nothing happened, they didn't do anything, but in planning, right? I don't know, I mean, there was, they did something. They didn't do what they did, these white folks did. Bombed. So, there are obviously, and I, I mean clearly, there are two Americas, right? And, how do we breach to make, to complete, to, to, to degrade this divide? And the truth of it is, is that, look, these white folks were so pissed. <laughs> 75 million white folks were so pissed about the idea of losing an election. They voted for Trump. They're so pissed about the idea of a black, black people having equity, brown people being uncaged at the at the border, brown people coming through, having any of sort of, uh, of religious freedom from, of Muslims, you know, any of that kind of shit. They were so pissed they decided Trump needed to stay another term. When they didn't get their way, y'all, they bit their own institution. They said, oh, if you won't tell you, we gonna tear it down then, if you don't do what we say. You gonna keep including these black and brown people and these queer people, we gonna tear it down and we'll build it back up like the Nazis, we'll build it back up like fascism. We will do what we want to do. That's what we saw. That's what we saw. We see white people in crisis right now. We see the institution in crisis right now. And if they don't start naming what it is that they're imploding and, and just wipe it off, just wash it down, hit in the history books, y'all, we are in the middle of history right now. You realize this whole, I'm, 
I'm sick and tired of being in the middle of history. History, making history like this is exhausting to watch. Exhausting to be a part of. It's exhausting to be, you know, any piece of this, right? Let's just get it right. The truth of it is, is that in the history books, just like all the other history books, it's gonna come from a narrative that white folks do no wrong. This is gonna go down as Trump. Trump ain't nobody. Trump is them. They are, they're the same people. It's the same shit. We, they, I'm not going to say we, they gave Trump the go-ahead when they let him, they let him buy his way into the presidency, let him cheat his way into the presidency, failed to impeach him, failed to remove him several times before, several times before. I'm just sitting here and I'm not, I'm not in awe. I don't, I'm not in awe at all. What I'm in is, is in like, Look, I can't, y'all on the podcast, y'all can't even see how deeply I could roll my eyes. I don't, I'm going to stay with my mom. You roll your eyes, you're going to get stuck that way. I can't help, I mean, I just like, like, you know, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Now, I read this from GQ because I love that magazine. But anyway, I was like scrolling through and it was one of the newest, um, like, like news articles about, uh, about the insurrection. It, I think it was like 21 hours long. And they were doing all their research on it. And anyway, it says, Wednesday's attack on the U.S. Capitol is already one of the most unforgettable events in American history. First of all, we won't go there. Okay. The Capitol's building, you know what? Actually, it's funny that they're saying that because it's like unforgettable that white folks are really going to be pissed off because we wouldn't give them what they want. And they actually came and attacked their daddies. Like that's unforgivable or one of the unforgivable things that have happened in American history. The Capitol buildings was last breached when British forces, British, you see how they named it? I mean, they always do, right? But British forces um, invaded during the war, uh, war of 1812. 209 years later, a mob of insurrectionists, not white folks, but they are insurrectionists, attacked the building at the behest of none other than the sitting, but on his way out, US President Donald Trump. Again, insurrectionists were not named. They were given a title that does not name who they are in this country, does not name their ties to anybody in this, this situation, and then they say it's Donald Trump's fault. That's the beginning of the historical recording of this bullshit in a way that is not accurate. We're sitting here watching the history be written in an inaccurate way. That's what I'm saying. We're wa it's inaccurate already. Despite Washington Police Chief Robert Conti's claim that there was no intelligence that suggested that there, were, there would be a breach of the U.S. Capitol, explicit planning took place in the weeks leading up to January 6th on social media. Trumpist message, message boards and sites like 4chain. So they had a whole planning thing out, right? Organizers across different groups, including Stop the Steal, the Donald Message Board, MyMilitia.com, and a Facebook group called Red State Secession were spurred by the Trump tweet on December 23rd that directed his supporters to attend the big protest in DC on January 6th. Be there, we'll be wild. Now, I don't know why no one is showing that, that, that video of the Trump family. Um, it was like basically the Trump family and all his kids and everybody like watching the march from a tent. 
and they were watching it and there's like wait wait for it they're like count down it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be something you've never seen they were saying this they're like just wait for it wait for it and they were all watching it on all these different monitors donald trump was sitting right there in the middle ivanka all the assholes that he gave birth to they were all there right like i mean they were all there and they were all like just wait for it wait for it so they knew what are you talking about we can't take we can't remove him what are you talking about right now he should be under a, okay look uh, organizers across different groups include okay i already said read that part sorry um big protest in dc january 6th be there will be wild once trump said be there uh kovler a, a political consultant who studies alt-right activity online told gq they interpreted that as a call to action what about the whole like stand by well stand back and stand by that's what i heard okay as their marching orders how they planned it, this is another little thing I read. On the, Don on the Donald Forum, plans grew increasingly specific. Posters discussed that there will be only 2,000 Capitol Police members, a number that they can easily overwhelm. That's a quote. Four plans were posted, uh, floor plans were posted alongside with directives. Floor plans. Floor plans, y'all. I'm sorry, I had to say it louder. Okay. Find the tunnels, arrest the worst traitors. Now they came with, with um, you know, with the, uh, the ties and stuff so that they could take people out. They came with a noose, you know, so they could hang the traitors. It, they built that ish on a whole damn platform and moved it right up onto the west side of the, the look, oh my God. Okay, look, find the tunnels, arrest the traitors. One, po uh, one posted, according to the Daily Beast, one person planning on attending the rally wrote and post the title, today I told my kids goodbye. They were expecting resistance from their buddies at the, the Capitol. They thought that, that maybe that they would meet with some resistance. They thought that the country actually might give a shit. That their other white pals who are, they, they're like, who aren't understanding how their white traitors are doing their white supremacist work through law and legislation. They, they didn't get it. Uh, okay, another thing I read here, it says, Gathering Place for Trump supporters created Reddit Band, a similar channel featured unmoderated calls for violence and top five responses. All this BS, he says the words, right, uh, about not bringing guns to DC needs to stop. They're d discussing whether they bring guns. Now we all know there was bombs and guns and all that kind of stuff. This is America, FDC, it's in the Constitution. Bring your goddamn guns. Another forum member wrote, armed, and this is in capital letters, armed with rifle, handgun, two knives, and as much ammo as you can carry. Discussion wasn't contained to, me, uh, to message boards either. Plans were made on the popular with the right alt social media platform, Parler, where one user asked followers to vote for who they wanted to see dispatched first between Nancy Pelosi, John Roberts, and Mike Pence. On, tw on Twitter, TikTok Advanced Democracy found accounts associated with the QAnon frequently tweeted about January 6th the, that led up to that day. So the FBI couldn't figure it out. The FBI said, we didn't know nothing, y'all. Look, I got some messages about you know, police officers 
uh, I, I saw this uh, another post on someone else's uh, Facebook that was like, I have a there's a police officer who lives on my street who is kind of a terrorist of his own. Uh, he has a Trump and you know Confederate flag on his truck or whatever, and he's a police officer. I feel threatened by him. What can I do? I can't call the cops. We gotta start thinking about this. I mean, we already been thinking about this, but now that white folks are seeing it um, and black folks are seeing it, like play out in 2021 like this, like we're seeing it now. I think not that we've experienced it, we have experienced it obviously, but we need to start thinking about alternative ways to, see, to, get, to get help. We need to think about alternative ways to be seen and to be heard of and, and to be taken care of. Community, I don't know what, you know? I mean, white folks got all of these ways to protect themselves from this delusion of violence that black people that they want to say is just inheritably black right and here we are looking at white folks for the last I don't even know how many years being violent to the masses to the masses the mass shootings of white men white men so how is it reasonable for us to continue to believe that we're trying to search out the good ones right it's a gamble of our life to decide and hope that the person we called is a good one and especially for me, as I look at how many people uh, voted for Trump, I am not willing to take a 50% chance that the person who comes to my door is a good one. Look, I'm not calling the police. I, I have been trained that for years and years and years and years and years. And yet, I've had to call the police. It's the first thing you think of. When something happened, you gotta call the police. We, I think we need to understand that the institution in itself as a whole, like all of it, the FBI decided that they didn't see nothing. They didn't see nothing, it's fine. Sipping my tea. Y'all, you know how they can see things in Iraq from here at their desk in their pajamas at home on their computers while they follow them around? But they didn't see this insurrection. They didn't see it. They did not see it coming. We got a bigger problem. We got a bigger problem, y'all. And, and you know, it's not, it's not like it's not like we didn't already know. But when I listen to lawmakers act like they didn't know, when I listen to the legislators act like they didn't know, when I listen to the FBI act like they didn't know, that lets me know that they all gotta go. That rhymed. <laughs> all I'm saying is they all gotta go. The policy that, w that, the, that the United States stands in, oh wait, that's the Constitution. We gotta look it over. We're gonna have to have a black and brown eye on it. We gonna have to do something a little different. It's gonna be uncomfortable. This whole situation ain't going away. And we gonna be riding it just like 2020 all the way through 2021. Bet, bet. All right, look, I think I've said what I gotta say. I, I, I'm needing y'all to name it. When, don't, let's not just go, well, you know what it was. No, it was, no, it's white folks, say it. Them white people over there, and I need white people to do it. Yeah, it was a white guy who, uh, can you describe him to me? He was white, he was tall, whatever. What happened over there? Oh, it was a white person who blah, blah, blah. No, I, that's what I needed to say, because I need us to all get on at least that level that if we're gonna be naming people by race, that white people are included, because we gotta understand that they are having a huge impact on the rest of us, like we've been saying 
since the day you drug our asses over here. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It's time for you, time for white folks, black folks, for us to name white folks, white behavior. And I want, and I want it to be understood that when black folks name white behavior, white folks, it ain't about personal attacks. You did something, you did something wrong. It's possible. Privilege, has, you've got to understand how this is impeding your awareness of what is happening around you. Your privilege is impeding your awareness. And that's the only thing you can do to learn and to move forward is to be aware of how you are actively participating, even when you don't intend to. Intentions do not line up to your impact. That has to be clear by now. You are not individual of your community, just like black folks are not. This is why, this is why. You, you don't understand. You are not individual of your community. You are as responsible for your community as I am for mine. That's all I'm saying. So um, I'm going to call it good for my podcast. Podcasters, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to read over the comments for, of my Facebook Live and have a little discussion with my Facebook Live folks. If you are following me on my podcast, I appreciate you so much. And please, if you are learning anything from my podcast, please go to Patreon and, uh, and support with $5. Uh, it's, so, it's so helpful for me to maintain this weekly podcast moving forward. It's Black Girl from Eugene. Uh, Patreon.com, Black Girl from Eugene, underscore one, and it will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Bye.